I found out my father kidnapped a full-grown woman from a university before he moved to this country. He's kept it a secret for my entire life, and I don't know what to do now that I know. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell to turn on notifications. Growing up, my friends would always say that my brother and me had the coolest parents. They were the laid-back but still involved mom and dad parents. I was especially close to my dad and thought he was the best dad ever. He made a Hot Wheels dollhouse by hand for my birthday, just to give you an example. When I wanted to be Supergirl, my mom hand sewed me a costume for Halloween. My parents are a physically affectionate couple too, and my brother and I thought it was gross when we were kids, but now I realize that being in your 40s and still in love is a miracle. My parents are immigrants, and because of that, we were never really close to their families who lived in their home country. But recently, my brother and I got in touch with some cousins on my mom's side on our own and got to know them. They were awesome and really chill. My aunts and uncles and grandparents were a little stiff, but they were nice. They only wanted to hear about us and our mom and what we were up to, but not my dad. So I got kind of frustrated and kept mentioning my dad. Finally, my cousin said if we didn't stop talking about our dad, their parents wouldn't let them talk to us anymore. None of our cousins knew what was going on either or why they hated our dad so much. So they all started asking around and digging into family stuff. I thought it was going to be something stupid like class differences or or my grandparents not approving of my dad for some reason. But we found out the truth, and it was a lot worse than we imagined. My cousins found a single short newspaper article from a digital archive about it. When my dad was young, he kidnapped a university student and kept her for a bit. At the time, he was a minor, so he didn't get named or any real punishment or anything put on his permanent record. I can't look at my dad the same way again. Or my mom. Why would my mom marry someone who literally killed kidnapped and hurt a person. My parents have noticed something was off with us, but I don't even know how to bring it up. It's okay if you don't believe me. It's kind of an unbelievable, horrible thing to happen. So my cousins know more about this stuff than me or my brother since they actually speak the language and talk to my aunts and uncles about this. One of my aunts made a few kind of vague statements about what happened, like about him being bad as a teen, and my cousins searched for what she talked about and they found the article and asked her about it, and she basically confirmed it because she said that that's why they don't talk about my dad. I don't know if it's actually my dad and I'm hoping it's not and then we could get over it. I don't know why he did what he did. The article was really short and only a few lines in their native language. It just said he kidnapped a university student and kept her basically and that he at the time was a minor and went to the equivalent of juvie for a few months. I don't know how to explain it but their country has conservative values but not that conservative. Like they're pretty modern. The victim was a student at a university so she had to be at least 19 or 20 from what my cousin said. So she was a woman, not a girl from what my cousin said. I don't know what to think. My cousins don't know much more than me since the older generation have kept it hush-hush. Jumping into the future, there is an update. To recap what happened, I connected with my estranged cousins from my mom's side. My aunts and uncles threatened to stop them from talking with us if I didn't stop talking about my dad. My cousins found out and told us that my dad committed a kidnapping as a minor and was sentenced to a few months of their country equivalent of juvie. So I tried to bring it up to my dad, but I couldn't. It would really hurt to accuse him of being a monster if he had literally done nothing wrong because it meant that I actually thought he could be capable of doing something horrible like this. So I decided to talk to my mom. I told my mom everything and she kind of just started to justify it, saying that my dad was young, stupid, he was in love and was mentally all over the place. And then she slipped up and said he did 
didn't hurt me. And I told her, I thought we were talking about the student he kidnapped. And then she became really quiet. She said she had to go and left the room. And then a couple hours later, she called me and my brother down to talk to us with my dad. My dad said he knows we know and that it was a horrible thing to do and that he regrets it and he was forgiven, but didn't say much otherwise. I asked them what happened and my brother told me he didn't want to talk about this and long story short, this is what went down. She was a student at a university an hour and a half away from her home, but she usually stayed in the dorms. Their university had stuff like curfews for women and strict rules and she was pretty sheltered in other ways even though she was a legal adult. She was going home for the holidays and it was raining. My dad came up to her and struck up a conversation and offered her a ride home on his motorcycle. He was wearing his school uniform and he looked pretty harmless so she thought it was safe but he took her to his house instead. He wouldn't let her leave and she didn't know how to get home. My dad didn't hurt or threaten her but he might have done stuff that scared her and when the maid came she saw an opportunity and she escaped and then my dad was arrested. He got slapped with a few months of juvie but a clean adult record which is how he was able to come to the United States. She visited him to figure out why he would do this and then stuff happened. I kept asking my dad why he would do this but he was just being stupid and selfish and didn't realize that it was scary to her. My mom said what's done is done and that they got over it and now my mom and dad are in love and happy and that we could go to individual therapy to deal with it further if we wanted. My brother said it didn't matter anymore and he wishes we didn't know at all. I can't look at my parents the same way again and honestly I agree with my brother. I regret talking with my cousins and I think my estranged family have a right to avoid my family for what my dad did. So am I the jerk for feeling the way I do about my dad after learning that he kidnapped a woman? There are so many unanswered questions in this. So either the obvious explanation here is that the mom was the one that was kidnapped because she let it slip or less likely there was more than one girl that he kidnapped. But why would they clam up as soon as the original poster said, I thought we were talking about the schoolgirl he kidnapped. And then when they go downstairs to talk to the dad, the dad doesn't even address it or clearly state that it was the mom. The dad had to have known that the mom already slipped up and said that, so why wouldn't he address it right then and there? He keeps referring to it as hurt her or threaten her, not saying threaten your mom, the woman sitting right next to me. Maybe this is some sort of long-term extreme Stockholm Syndrome situation. I'm sure most of you guys know, but if you don't know, Stockholm Syndrome is when the hostage starts developing feelings from the person that kidnapped them. The four key components of Stockholm Syndrome are number one, a hostage's development of positive feelings towards the captor. Number two, no previous relationship between the hostage and the captor, which this is exactly what it seems like. He just rode up to her on a motorcycle. Number three, a refusal by hostages to cooperate with police and government authorities. And number four, a hostage's belief in the humanity of the captor, ceasing to perceive them as a threat when the victim holds the same values as the aggressor, which you probably need that fourth one if you're going to get married to them. Someone in response to this had a totally different perspective, saying that there's also the possibility that it's a rare extreme case of forgiveness. He felt love at first sight and responded by kidnapping, but it was genuine care, not lust or possessiveness in the normal sense, as evidenced that he made an effort not to hurt her and refrained from doing it again. I'm not saying kidnapping is okay. It is not okay. However, everyone makes mistakes, some more extreme and irrational than others. If they are willing to learn from and atone for that mistake, as the father was for being willing to talk to his kids about this matter and for doing his best to care for his now wife properly instead of repeating the process, then it's up to those aware of it all to decide whether or not to forgive them and offer a second chance. Despite being the victim, the mother offered him a second chance to appeal to her the correct way and show he could be a decent human being. Don't get me wrong, I'm baffled and 
somewhat horrified by this whole scenario, but at the same time, I find it oddly heartwarming. It provides me with a bit of hope for those that were genuinely just on a bad path or not right in the head and now seek to repent and redeem themselves. So what way do you guys lean on this whole situation? On the side of that it was a heartwarming redemption story or that it was and is still horrifying that the father did this? What would you do if you found out that your parent had done the same thing? Let me know down below and jerk or not a jerk and why. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey... Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. From the perspective of the original poster. Am I the jerk for telling my mother-in-law about my energy diet and saying it's the reason why I don't come to her weekly family dinners anymore? I'm a 33-year-old female and my mother-in-law has a tradition and that's hosting weekly family dinners at her house where everyone visits. In every dinner she hosts, she'd find a way to comment about my hair, body, job, age, and worst of all, my infertility. It upsets me, makes me feel uncomfortable, and puts me on the spot. My mother-in-law says that she is just looking out for me and my husband thinks that I'm being too sensitive. During my last dinner there, my mother-in-law commented on my infertility by telling me to hurry up and get pregnant soon because I'm not getting any younger. After that, I no longer felt comfortable going over there and being a part of her weekly family dinners. My husband threw a fit, but eventually started going alone. This went on for two weeks. Now, after missing the third family dinner, I got a call from my mother-in-law sounding as nice as she could asking me about my health and stuff. I kept it short and civil 
but she asked if I was going to show up for next week's family dinner and I said no. She said, why are you still sick? I found out my husband lied about me being sick as an excuse for my absence, but that is a story for later. I said, no, I'm actually on a diet. She laughed and said that I indeed need to lose a few pounds and that she'd see if she'd make me some quote healthy side dishes just to get me to come. But I said, oh no, I'm actually on an energy diet. That means if there's anything that bothers me, makes me feel uncomfortable, puts me on the spot, then I don't want it. And I don't want to waste my energy on it. She got offended and said that I was being rude to her for no good reason. I cut the call short a few minutes in. My husband got home later and started yelling at me. What did you say to my mother? I told him I don't want to go there anymore when his mom keeps making digs at me for her own amusement. He said again that I was being too sensitive, but added that I was embarrassing him in front of his whole family and said that by deciding to no longer show up, I'm basically telling his family, frick y'all to all of their faces. We argued about it for half an hour and then he took my phone and he tried to get me to call her to unfrick what I just fricked and take back what I said. But I took the phone back and I turned it off. He got more livid and said that I have one day to make this right and start showing his family some respect. So am I the jerk for telling my mother-in-law about my energy diet and saying it's the reason why I don't come to her weekly family dinners anymore? So I don't know if an energy diet is actually a real thing that people do or if she's saying that as a way to explain that I don't want any negative energy in my life, negative vibes. But either way, it feels like the mother-in-law and the husband are kind of ganging up on her. The husband's too busy telling her that she's being sensitive instead of actually trying to help her out when she's saying that this thing is affecting her. The mother-in-law is publicly making comments about her infertility in front of her dinner guests, all on top of everything else, her hair, her body, her job, her age. The infertility is obviously a sore subject, but the mother-in-law doesn't seem to care. She just keeps saying that again and again. I think most people would probably have a much more explosive response than this. You could argue from the mother-in-law's perspective, she didn't know that it was affecting her, that she wasn't picking up on the cues, and also that she was misled or deceived by her son, the husband here, because he told her that his wife, the original poster, was sick. But all of that could have been cleared up in that phone call, but they were definitely on two different planes of reality. The mother-in-law had no idea, apparently, that the original poster, the wife here, was upset, and the wife thought, how could you not know that I've been uncomfortable this whole time? And I feel like this exact scenario happens in normal life pretty much all the time. People's perceived interpretations of how a friendship or any type of personal relationship is sometimes is wildly different from one side of that relationship to the other side of that relationship. And that's where you have this kind of strange social dissonance where someone will say, how could they not know? And the other person would say, how could I possibly know? So let me know how you would have handled the situation down below and also jerk or not a jerk and why. Am I the jerk for showing my husband proof that his mom offered to bring him a steak dish to the hospital? My husband was in a car accident last week. He was staying at the hospital for his broken leg. Only me and his mom were there. His mom and I don't get along at all. He tells me I'm overreacting or paranoid whenever I point out how she's mistreating me. He complained about hospital food saying it has no taste and asked me to make his favorite meal which is a steak dish and bring it to him at the hospital. Noting that steak isn't cheap where we live and that I didn't have enough time to prepare it. I told him I will see what I can do. Then his mom said if I'm truly a supportive wife then I would make it happen. Once we went outside his room his mom's tone changed. She suddenly seemed nice and said that she could see how exhausted I was and so I should go home and not worry about the steak dish because she said that she would make it for him. I asked if she was 100% sure and she said absolutely. The next visit I showed up and my husband asked why didn't you bring the steak that I asked for? I saw his mom there 
there and I told him his mom offered to make it for him instead and told me not to worry about it. He didn't believe me and said, Mom said that? I'm not buying it. Mom, did you really say that? Her reaction shocked me. She acted confused and said that I'm his wife and she didn't know why I would expect her to perform my duties for me. I was confused and I didn't know what to do. My husband seemed upset the entire visit and I waited until his mom left to talk. I swore to him that his mom said she'd take care of it, but he said that he didn't believe me. I pulled out my phone, called his mom and put her on speaker so she could hear the conversation. I said, didn't you say you'd make the steak dish and that I didn't have to worry about it? She replied, I did, but I obviously wasn't actually going to do it. I was trying to help my son see how his wife is during the rough times and you took the bait. My husband raised his eyebrows. He got pissed. He called her later and picked a fight, then said no more visiting. She lost it, called me petty and manipulative and blasted me on Facebook saying that I stopped her from seeing her son only because I couldn't get her to do things like cooking for my own husband. Now his family is criticizing me for this. Am I the jerk for showing my husband proof that his mom offered to bring him steak to the hospital? If that one phone call conversation on speaker that the husband heard wasn't the ultimate swords of revealing light, then I don't know what else she could do to prove that that's what the mom said or prove that that's how the mom is towards her in general. She actually said, I was trying to make my son see how his wife is during the rough times and you took the bait. That is pretty next level. In terms of psychotic manipulation, the mom clearly doesn't want this relationship to exist for whatever reason and she has no problem doing exactly what she wants to do in order to stop this relationship from continuing. So hopefully that totally changes the husband's perspective on the intentions of his own mother. And one last thing, it is kind of strange that he automatically just dismisses what the wife, the original poster here says, and just believes the mom without even really considering what the wife said. Maybe it was out of the anger from not getting the steak, or maybe this is just how it always is. But let me know how you would handle the situation if this was your mother-in-law, and let me know jerk or not a jerk and why. Am I the jerk for pointing out all of the historical inaccuracies of my girlfriend's adult writing? I'm a 23-year-old male and my girlfriend is 20. She let me use her old computer while mine is broken and I found an old archive written by her when she was 16. It is a long story about a maid in the antebellum south that has a romantic affair with the man of the house. It's not overtly graphic as you might be thinking. It has friskiness, mostly towards the ending, but it is mostly romantic and very emotional. The maid is clearly meant to be a version of my girlfriend. Everything was fine for me until the part where they arrived to the train station. The maid wanted to leave because she couldn't bear for their romance to be hidden anymore. The man was following her to try to convince her to stay. The issue is, is that I found the general representation of the station and later in the story, the trains themselves, to be full of anachronisms. In other words, there are errors in respect to the dates. I am a train enthusiast and I know a lot about the history of rail transportation in the United States. So I talked to my girlfriend about it, but she got upset because she says I shouldn't have read that because it was personal, a thing from when she was a teenager. She was also mad that my reaction was about something as superficial as the level of train accuracy. So am I the jerk for pointing out the historical inaccuracies in my girlfriend's adult writing? What? Just the fact that he's going through her files and reading her private things is totally wild. She's doing you a favor by letting you borrow her computer because yours is broken and then you just go through her things and try and critique them? She didn't ask him to do this. She didn't say, I'm trying to publish this thing. Can you look over it? She probably just wrote something for fun and she doesn't care about the trains. I don't understand how he thought this would go. If you were the girl in this situation and somebody went through your 
old private writings, how would you handle it? Let me know down below and jerk or not a jerk and why. Would I be the jerk for continuing to cook bacon if my pregnant wife doesn't like the smell? Every morning I make myself a breakfast of bacon and fried eggs. It's been my routine for years and I don't want to change it. According to my wife, the smell of bacon makes her feel sick. I've offered many solutions like she can wait outside for 20 minutes, not come downstairs, I can open a window, etc. But she wants me to just stop making bacon altogether. I do not think that that is fair. I should be able to make bacon if I want to. Would I be the jerk if I insist on continuing to make bacon? The smell of bacon is usually pretty hard to contain. And if you cook bacon in the open air in the kitchen, it's probably going to linger there for at least a few hours. If you've ever smelled somebody cooking bacon and then you leave somewhere for a while and then you come back, it smells like they just made bacon still usually. I can't believe that he's suggesting for his pregnant wife to stand outside for 20 minutes and thinks that that's an actual solution. The smell's not just going to go away that fast. I think the obvious thing here is just take a break from bacon, but let me know what you guys think, jerk or not a jerk, and why. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories in this series, use the playlist at the top of the description. And next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search for cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you use for copyright free music to use for your stream. It's free. Cream of the stream. Either way, thanks a lot for listening. I'll see you guys next time.